P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And I'm Shelby, and I'm here with Matt. Yes, we're back again. I know. It's exciting. I'm I'm excited for this episode. I think it'll be good to kind of look ahead and see what 2019 holds for us. I know. You were talking on last week's episode about how you're kind of like... I don't know, what is it, drained or like yeah, burnt, burnt out, out on, yeah. <laughs> on the 2018 movies. And, you know, we are getting <laughs> yeah. to that point where it's like we've seen sort of everything. Everybody's yeah. uh, it's like the award show stuff has been beaten to death. So it's <laughs> exciting to like look ahead and look at all these fresh, new, glowing movie faces and try to figure out which ones are going to be real downers and yes. which one are going to be successes <laughs> i know and it's just anyone's guess because if you had asked me what i thought 2018 movies would be successful i don't think like i would have given like i don't even know the meg as much of a fighting chance as i as it ended up getting or jurassic world being so bad <laughs> or a star is born i had no way of born. predicting that that was yeah. going to be around this long <laughs> Yeah, so we'll have to get into our predictions, but first we have to... Did we have any praise to review? Any any people say nice stuff about us? Yes, they did. <laughs> well, this one's oh, this one is, is a mixed bag, but Uh-oh. Oddcast1988 said, As good as they come, the analysis <laughs> is great and the banter is even better. This is such a great way to keep up with pop culture. My only criticism would be the fact that Matt passed judgment on The Office after only watching like two <laughs> random episodes. Otherwise, feel like they take a balanced approach yes. to the movies and topics I like to hear about. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. Oh, wow. Shelby, did you write this review? That. I didn't. Did you go to the I Apple didn't. podcast yeah. store and write this one? <laughs> yeah, I snuck in, added a few notes. No, I would have had a lot more. I think I would have used stronger language. You know, this guy was pretty pretty measured about his critique so well that's true and also if if you would have written it it would have been like shelby by far the funnier of the two exactly wait for that review it's coming yeah (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) but no those are good you know i think it's important matt to really listen to what the viewers are you know the listeners are saying (laughs) and take it to heart and take that criticism and, and grow from it you know become better than you were so Maybe that's a challenge for the new year for you. I mean, I'm coming to visit you uh, yeah. shortly. <laughs> you just, you can subject me to more random episodes of The Office. Like, Watch I- it from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a chance for character growth. Yeah. That's no, no, I up. can't. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It'll be good. You'll love it. <laughs> Oh gosh. Well, if you if you like the podcast, you can follow us on social media. Shelby's, you know, always putting up all kinds of stuff on Twitter yes. and Instagram at PS You're Wrong. Or you can leave us a review, which is great. <laughs> it helps more people see us on iTunes, yeah. which is always awesome. We have a Gmail account if you want to send us a really, you know, lengthy critique. Uh <laughs> Yeah, all kinds yes. of ways to contact us. Please. And just keep telling Matt that he's wrong about The Office and maybe one day he'll come around. So thoughts and prayers. Probably not. You know? <laughs> but um, Matt, are you going to tell me something I don't know? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I am <laughs> I am almost 100% sure that this is a story that you did not pay any attention to this week, okay. but it's really important it's to the foundation of our society. On. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 
No, Shelby. It's <laughs> Big Brother Celebrity 2 <laughs> is back. And let me tell you, they've released the cast list and and it is insanity. I cannot wait for this season. We have uh, did you did you see this at all? Did no. you see who's going to be on this? <laughs> I think I've muted it on Twitter or something. Um Ryan Lochte <laughs> The like crazy oh, guy, yeah. the Olympic swimmer, who like said that he was right. held up at gunpoint, but really he was just like peeing on the oh, yeah. someone at a convenience store or whatever. <laughs> uh, Kato Kalen, the random guy who lived in OJ Simpson's backyard. Um, <laughs> uh, Dina Lohan, Lindsay Lohan's mom, oh, a, wow. a real bona fide Whoa. celebrity. Yeah, and I think the biggest name on the list is Anthony Scaramucci, like uh, Trump's press secretary for I think all about <laughs> all of. Five days is going to be in the Big Brother house. Whoa. That's exciting. Such a variety of ages, too. I feel like they always... I haven't watched ever, but it seems like they always just pick young, sexy people, don't they? Well, they do on regular Big Brother. But on Celebrity Big Brother, you know, you're really looking for more washed up talent. And so those (laughs) tend to be people who are older. There's like, I want to say probably the youngest person on there is the boyfriend from Mean Girls is on there this season. And I think he's like maybe 30. But yeah, it's mostly (laughs) older people. There's like a, there's one of the real housewives. There's like a retired football player, some like WWE wrestler lady. It's a, it's a real hodgepodge, but it's going to be good. They just hang out, right? Or do they do like weekly challenges or something? Oh no, there's all kinds of wild competitions. Okay, They're they like vote each other out of the house. It's high drama, <laughs> lots of people crying. On the first season, this lady like quit because she was worried that her uh, breast milk was going to dry out and she wasn't going to be able to feed her children. So like you never know what's going to happen on this show. It's really okay. it's really pure insanity, and it's only like three weeks long, and then it's done. So it's really great. <laughs> Wow, I am so excited for you to be able to watch that. You know, that's great. I'm happy for you. You should get into it, Shelby. It's really good. <laughs> if you don't like it, it'll be over fast. But but I think you'll get. See, but I in. thought it's it lasts great. like months, and it's like on every night, and it just seems like a lot. Well, that's the regular one. the The celebrity one. Celebrities aren't going to stay in this house for like three months, so they got, I think, about three weeks that they're going to be in there. But it is on like four nights a week, so there it is a lot. But it's <laughs> but it's quick. Commitment. Yeah. But what else okay. is on right now? Nothing. So you know, like <laughs> I mean, The Bachelor's back, so there's that. But but we just oh, have this is taste, better than you know, the Bachelor. When it comes to trashy TV, so <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, do you have any stories? Yeah, this one's um, in the similar sense. It's really dumb and probably uninteresting to most of our listeners. But there was this random account that started on Instagram uh, that was determined to become the most liked photo. On oh Instagram. yes, and it's just yes. it's just a picture of an egg, just a yes. just an egg, and they just had the goal of dethroning Kylie um, Jenner for the most liked photo because she had like. 18 million likes on her baby announcement. And so this was posted on January 4th. It picked up steam like last week and it totally cracked the record because now it's sitting at like 43 million likes. (laughs) And that's all it is. It's just this egg. It's just this egg that took on the Kardashians and won. You know, it's it's a really inspiring story to start. Do we know who started the account? It's just she, the account holder is like staying 
pretty secretive. They've done interviews. They say she says her name's Henrietta and she's a chicken from the British country. No, okay. So she's really she's really leaning into the um to the story, but no one really knows who it is or how they decided it or why it happened, but if you have a crazy enough dream. <laughs> I guess I mean, I remember the like the chicken nugget guy on Twitter last <laughs> year, I think, where if he got like a certain yeah. amount of like a retweets or something that they would give Wendy's would give him free chicken nuggets for a year. And I feel like that was out there for like several weeks, if not like months before it hit the final amount and like the person won. Because I remember seeing it multiple times and thinking, oh, he's getting closer. And this, (laughs) I saw it on like a couple of like the more like B-listy celebrity people that I follow on, you know, their stories or whatever. And I sort of just skipped through it, not really paying attention. And then I saw that it had like cracked the... 18 million or whatever that it needed like like i didn't even know that it was happening and then it had passed it (laughs) so i'm sure that's why it's up to like 40 some million now because it's people like me who i think i did eventually go like it but it was like (laughs) after it had already hit the record so you just had to be a part of it you know yes yes i know i think it just like really helped to have the um the goal, right? Like it wasn't just, oh, let's become most like it's like we have to join ranks against the Kardashian yes. you know, throng. So they were like posting on or fans of this egg account were posting on Kylie Jenner's account being like, Go like the egg, like take this post down. So it was really a grassroots effort and I think it just it just paid off in big ways. So Yeah, it's it's uh, it's miraculous. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Henrietta. Yeah. Uh Another story I have is that the, which the, again, you won't appreciate this, but the Game <laughs> of Thrones season got oh, a release yes. date for April, finally. Yes. And the first like teaser trailer kind yeah. of was released, which isn't actually a scene from the show, or at yeah, least I don't think it is, real. but... Yeah. Oh, um, okay, Shelby, you don't even watch this show. So hold your disdainful, like, grunts for some other thing. The, it's, it's Sansa and John. I watched the last season, but yeah, continue. Wait, you just watched the last one? Yeah, it was a social thing. It was like my friends were having parties to watch it. So I would go and I'd watch it with them. But you don't know anything about it. I know, like, I filled in the blanks well enough, you know, like, I'd, I'd known about stuff, like, I knew the Red Wedding, I knew, like, all the general, like, major kills, and, like, whatever, and they're all fighting for the throne, so. Shelby, you were that horrible person who's like, I'm a big Harry Potter fan, I've seen all the movies. No, 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 I'm not saying, I'm not saying I'm a Game of Thrones fan, I'm just letting you know, I have a little bit more context than you gave me credit for, so. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. Anyways, yeah. the trailer is exciting because Sansa and Arya and Jon Snow are all down in the crypts of Winterfell and they see statues of themselves, which means that they've died. And then the crypt starts filling up with ice because the White Walkers are there. And mm-hmm. it is exciting. I am hyped for this season. I, yeah. I didn't think we were going to be doing an episode about it. But now that I know that you, <laughs> you know, have watched the past season, maybe we will do an episode because it is it is like peak pop culture. It's the final yeah, season. It's it six is. episodes. It's going to be I'll, good. I'll be forced to watch it. So I'll I'll be available if we decide that's a good episode. So. Oh, great. I think we've decided already. <laughs>
Well, perfect. Okay. Um, this one's a little more complicated, this story, but I feel like it's worth mentioning because R. Kelly okay. is oh, sort gosh. of he's been he's been through the ringer this week because Lifetime released a docuseries about his weird I mean, just horrific like sex cult he's um created and just how he's gotten away with stuff. And it was just like it's been pretty out in the open, which I didn't know like he was actually like there's a sex tape of him urinating in a 13 year old girl's mouth and like he was <laughs> he was like arrested for child pornography and like went on trial and was surprisingly like let off because the girl refused to say it was her because she didn't want I mean for whatever reason but anyways so for like the last since R. Kelly's been famous he's had these really awful sex stories like surrounding him and so the docuseries really goes into it, talks to a bunch of the survivors and the parents of girls who are still like under lock and key with R. Kelly saying that they want to be there. But it's all very sketchy and very, very, very creepy how he went after underage girls. Like literally he would hang out at high school parking lots or at malls and just like find young girls or like at trial for one of his for this pornography case. He it, he like met up with a fan of his, a 16 year old girl who was at at the trial and he like found her on social media and invited her back. So it's like just totally shameless, just an awful, awful dude. But the stories have been like, you know, um, all these people who've worked with him, like Lady Gaga and um, uh, just other artists who've been involved have kind of had to come out with statements about whether where they go on the side of things. And then on top of that, there's been like a surge in streaming for R. Kelly. Like it's like up 115% on like Spotify and stuff, which is sort of sad, but it's like everyone's just talking about R. Kelly and thinking about R. Kelly. And it was actually a really good series and I would recommend it. And it's just like, I don't know if I can ever listen. I don't think I'll ever listen to R. Kelly again because it's just like his music takes on a whole new life when you know the true story behind it. Well, here's the thing with R. Kelly is that I saw an, an article that was like 16 songs you won't be able to listen to by R. Kelly anymore. And my <laughs> immediate thought was, there are 16 songs by R. Kelly that I'm supposed to know. I was like, the only one that I can think of is Remix to Ignition. So then I did go and listen to oh, R. Kelly you're music. You're part of the just, problem! Just to see if I Matthew. knew other songs by him. <laughs> Oh my god. I was gosh. like, do I know this? Is he that I'm famous? So what are these songs? So yeah. yeah, I mean that <laughs> so that's my bad, but I was, you know, just trying to figure out like, okay, what's going on? It is disappointing though, because Remix to Ignition is such a good karaoke song. I know. So like yeah. I'm gonna have to put that one on the bench <laughs> for a little while, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, probably hopefully forever, not just a little while. But yeah, I mean it is yeah, sort of like Yeah, but that song's so good, you know. So like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe watch the documentary and you'll kind of respect the the uh, movement to mute R. Kelly, you know? Can I can I listen to like a cover of it that maybe he's not singing? He he yeah. definitely didn't write yeah. it to begin with. That that right, feels right. like he of didn't course. do that. So <laughs> Well, and that's the other thing is like Lady Gaga's song Do What You Want with My Body. Um, she took it off streaming platforms. But not yeah, until not it had like us, 24 <laughs> hours to like be listened to again. And it's like pretty crazy. Like, because if you look at the timetable, like I was kind of like, oh, it's sort of like Lady Gaga probably didn't know like anything about R. Kelly when she did this. But that was like when R. Kelly was on the downhill, like he wasn't popular in 2013 when she did the song with him. 
And she kind of like brought him back into the limelight. And she made a statement that was like, I'm sorry, like I was in a very bad headspace because of my own trauma. Yada, yada, yada. And everyone's a little bit like, hmm, wait, what trauma was she in? Oh, because she she was raped and um, she's had some oh. sexual abuse. So she said that part of like the song was like not understanding, you know, it, it's kind of a very, very, very graphic song. And it was going to have a very graphic like rape fantasy music video. So which got <laughs> which even then was like, oh this isn't gosh. a good look. Yeah. And so. Anyways, people have been sort of annoyed with Lady Gaga about it because she was invited to be in the documentary, but decided not to and then released a statement when she was getting heat for it. And people are like, oh, you just want you just don't want to ruin your Oscar chances. But it's just I mean, it's kind of hard, right? Because it's like her personal life. And like she did have that trauma she was dealing with. And like she apologized for it. So and she's not R. Kelly. So she shouldn't be the one on blast. But but you know who didn't release a song with R. Kelly? Glenn Close. (laughs) just saying yeah so safer bet a vote for glenn is a vote against (laughs) r kelly that's what i'm that's the way to look at it yeah 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 but it was a good documentary and if you have lifetime or a way to watch it you should check it out very interesting Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you have anything else not really not let's get in (laughs) let's get into the 2019 yeah let's look forward none of this looking back yeah. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> Shelby and I were thinking, okay, we've like talked about so many movies and this, these same movies so many times, like recently because of all the award stuff, like how can we do a fun episode that's not just about, and also there's nothing out in theaters <laughs> right now. We did out. not want to yeah. do an episode on that weird <laughs> yeah. Brian Cranston in a wheelchair yeah, movie no with Kevin Hart. <laughs> so we were like, okay, let's talk about all of the movies that are coming out. And there are so many like movies. Movies that are coming out this year that either we think look really good or are getting a lot of hype. And we had a really mm-hmm. hard time figuring <laughs> out how to decide which ones we were going to talk about and narrow yeah. it down. But we ended up doing is each picking 10 movies that we're really excited about, five movies that we're not excited about at all. And we're just going to go through them in chronological order and yeah. hit on them and kind of discuss whether or not we think they'll be good what we think their rotten tomato score might end up being and yeah. just kind of giving you a lay of the land of the movies yeah. coming out in the next year so you can get hyped and also so that we can revisit this in a year and see how off we were about <laughs> yes <laughs> about our first impression. a star is born 20 yeah. percent on rotten tomatoes it's gonna crash yeah. and burn right no it'll be good it's good to kind of lay this out there it puts gives us some stakes as we go into reviewing these movies throughout the year. So I'm excited. Yeah, because we love a good I told you so, which I think is what we're both looking for <laughs> yeah. in, the, in this episode. Exactly. We're just, yeah. We had pretty opposite picks too, at least in the love it or hate it layer of it. So, I mean, I think I'm the one who's most excited for the movies early on in the year, which we've noticed in our yes, podcast yes. already. <laughs> So I can start us off because I think yes. I have one coming up that I'm excited for. It's called Rhythm Section and it's coming out in on February 22nd. And this is a Blake Lively like action flick, which I'm a big fan of The Shallows, which was her first like foray into action where she took on a shark. This is where a terrorist group like kills her entire... Well, 
she's supposed to be on a plane with her family, doesn't end up going. The plane crashes from a terrorist group and she is brought on by a secret agency to be trained to take them on. And so it stars um, Jude Law and Sterling K. Brown. So it's like, and it has like a $50 million budget. It's like a big deal, right? So I'm excited for it. And I think the whole dumpuary thing isn't like a real thing anymore. So I kind of, I kind of think this one might be good. But the only thing that has me nervous is it sort of sounds like um, Red Sparrow, which was a huge yes, flop this yes. year. <laughs> But I'm hopeful. I'm does like this have still, a trailer? I'm a Blake Lively fan. I think it does actually. Because I had I had never heard of this oh, until yeah. you brought this movie up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I mean, it's like it's like Blake Lively. You know, it's like all those classic films where someone has to become like something more, right? Like she has to become this like assassin. It's, it's like, like Peppermint. Born. It's like. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And it's, frankly, I loved Peppermint. So this is like right up my alley. Do I think it will be well reviewed? That's where I'm kind of like unsure, just because the Sterling K. Brown especially kind of like throws me for a loop here. Because I think like Jude Law and Sterling K. Brown and Blake Lively, I mean, less so, but she did really good in A Simple Favor and stuff. So I'm kind of thinking this will teeter on like the 60% Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I literally have written down 60% Rotten Tomatoes. Ah! So we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. I'll love it more than the critics will, is what I'm saying, generally. And I probably so. won't. So <laughs> yeah. it'll average out. But the good news is this first one will know pretty soon if I was right or not. Because yes. it's February 22nd, y'all. So mark your calendars if you want to see... Blake Lively take on a terrorist group <laughs> in revenge. <laughs> oh, gosh. But you have the, the second movie on our list is another one that you want to see. <laughs> yeah. So the second one comes out right after, basically. It's March 8th. Everyone's aware of this. Captain Marvel. It's the first female-led Marvel movie, which is very exciting. Wow. I, I guess I didn't realize that, although that does make a lot of yeah. sense. But it's crazy because right. this is like, what, the 20th or something? Like, they, sh- oh, yeah. they should it's not an, have taken this should long. Have been, yeah, they should have had a Black Widow a long time ago or anything else. But here we are. We finally get one. I'm sort of on the fence about this. The trailers haven't really excited me as much as I wanted them to. But I thought the same thing about Wonder Woman and ended up loving Wonder Woman. So I'm. I think it'll be good. And I think it has a strong position. Like, it'll be good for it because I think it'll play into Infinity War or Avengers a little bit because the Avengers, the Infinity Wars teaser sort of hinted at Captain Marvel. So I think it'll be interesting and it'll get the hype going for the rest of the Marvel movies coming out this year. So it should be good. Yeah, all 90 of them. Yeah. (laughs) It has sort of a weak. Um, like writing team, like they haven't done that much, and um, the directors haven't done that much, but Brie Larson is sometimes good, so I am hopeful it'll be good. Yeah, Brie Larson's good. The thing that I'm confused about with this movie is I feel like I don't really understand what it's it's like set in the 90s and she's like yeah. an alien who's also a fighter pilot and then like goes back to yeah. her home planet, right? And the murky on the details, and it's in that 
Black Panther slot from last year of like right. a February movie that really could be up against not very much competition. So I think mm-hmm. if they have it like marketed as it could be really big, I think it will be just an average like Marvel showing. Right. And I think for Rotten Tomatoes, I have this at a 72%. I think that's about where oh, it is. We're like the same. I said like 70. But Marvel oh movies tend to get... But the other thing though is Marvel movies tend to get like hyped for people think they buy their reviews or whatever on Rotten Tomatoes. So I also wouldn't be surprised if it stayed around 80, but I, I said 70 final, okay. wor- final word, <laughs> final word. I'm writing it down. I'm taking notes yeah. on what these are so we can compare <laughs> later. Bring this up. Yeah. Okay. You have the next one though. Okay. Number three. I thought for sure you were going to take this as one of your top 10. Well, I, I don't know, know why you would, but so on March 15th, the Jordan Peele's follow-up to Get Out comes out. It's called Us. Yeah. It's not a sequel, but it's his second right. uh, directorial foyer into the horror uh, mm-hmm. genre. And it's basically like a, a family that goes on vacation to the beach. And while they're there, they look outside the window of their house. And there's like this family that is like a double of them that's waiting mm-hmm. outside and it's kind of like stalking them. So it looks like kind of a haunted house movie, but there's stalkers. Elizabeth Moss is in it. Lupita Nyong'o's in it. I am very excited. I really liked Get Out. Yeah. The thing that I thought it was lacking was I wanted like more horror from it as a horror movie. Yeah. And from the trailers <laughs> of this, it looks yeah. terrifying. There's it a lot of does. scissors <laughs> in the imagery. I don't know who's Not dying like with running. the scissors, yeah. but yes, uh, I'm, just, I'm when the, very When the family excited. breaks up and like charges, that's like my greatest fear is just like being like, oh, how are you stranger in the night? And then them just running at me. It's just like so creepy to me. Yes. In the driveway. <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of like I am excited because I respect Jordan Peele and I think he's doing really great things. I loved Get Out mostly because the layers and also because it wasn't too scary for me. So this one, I was a little bit, Oh no, because I think this one will be very terrifying. So I'm excited, but I'm a little apprehensive. Uh, I I don't know. I have it as an 89 on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think if it's good, it could be. I'm worried though, that it could have the like, not as good as get out effect effect. and end up like in the sixties somewhere. But yeah. I am I'm hopeful. I have it at 89. I think it's a great cast. And I think um, it seems like an interesting idea. I'm so I'm saying it's like an 80. I think he'll okay. I think he'll pull through. I think he's a I, I trust him. <laughs> well, we've been pretty much on the same page so far. So this is we're doing well. So now yeah. we've come to the first movie that we oh, are yeah. not excited for. Yeah. This is another one of your picks. This is me. Um, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Which is a big like novel that I haven't read, to be fair. The thing that really bothered me was this trailer. I hate this trailer. It comes on a lot of movies these days. And it is just a bad trailer. Like The typography really <laughs> grates me to the point that it's like distracting. Because it's like something that has a lot of text that'll come up in like two words like cutesy like type over like oh where did she go you know and I just hate it so much and I've never not enjoyed seeing Kate Blanchett in something so I'm sort of like annoyed that this one doesn't seem fun to me and I'm also just not that intrigued by this story which is about this housewife who 
goes missing, but it might be a secret adventure or something. And I'm just like, the cast doesn't seem that great. The, it just doesn't seem that good. So I'm saying it's going to be like a 30, 40%. 30%? Or what, what <laughs> yeah. number do you want? I'm writing this down. 30? Okay, I'll, say, I'll say 35. 35%. 35%. Yeah. I have this at a 53%. Okay. I am also not excited about it. And the trailers are confusing. I don't know what genre it is. Like, is it a feel good movie? Is it an actual mystery? The trailers are too cutesy for me to think, like, (laughs) oh, she's like having an affair or she died or something. Like, it seems like it's one of those movies that ends with, like, oh, she went on a road trip to get a birthday present for her daughter and her car got stuck in a ditch and she really loves everybody and the family's reunited. But my only hesitation is that Kate Blanchett's in it, but also Richard Linklater is directing the movie and he directed Boyhood and yeah. like the Before Sunset whatever series. So oh, yeah. Like maybe that's it, why. It's, and it's based on a big novel, so it feels like it can't be like that dead in the water, but it is coming out in March, so I'm giving it a 50. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then we go on to the next one that I'm just not looking forward to at all. Dumbo comes out March 29th. And I'm sorry. I just, I don't care. And I don't think it looks good. And it looks like they added a lot. Of course they had to because the original is not that like deep and not that plot driven. And so this one has like Colin Farrell and like, I don't, and who else? I don't even remember. Danny DeVito, Michael Keaton. It's just a mess. And it just looks like it's trying too hard. And I'm not at all excited about it. And I know we'll probably end up doing an episode about it. And I'm already dreading it because I just like, I don't care. And this would have been one I'd avoid so easily. (laughs) I know it'll probably do okay. But I think I'm going to say like 55%. 55%. Interesting. Which I hope is too high. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I have given this a score of 84%. Oh my gosh. What? Are you a secret Dumbo stan? I I thought the trailer looked good. I oh, think that no. this has I think this has Christopher Robin upside where it's like a movie that I think is going to be less hyped. I think that the story is going to be better than people think it's going to be. I think it's going to be cute. It's in, it's also coming out in March. I feel like every year there's at least a couple of these movies that like no one is expecting to be good. And everybody goes into with kind of a like, Oh, this isn't going to be great. And then it turns out to be a lot better than it is. And that's what I'm banking on with this. Also Tim Burton directed it, which isn't always hasn't done anything good in like a decade yeah but i think it'll give like an energy to it you know like i he has the right like vibe for the dumbo movie that i want to see so and, the, and dumbo's really cute in the trailer so i don't know I'm oh, into it. i just am not at all yeah we'll see we'll see <laughs> i hope it crashes and burns because i just can't take any more of these stupid <laughs> Well, there's only about six of them coming out this year. And we'll talk about a couple of the other ones a little (laughs) bit later. Yeah. But luckily, that same weekend, I'll have something to cleanse, a couple things to cleanse my palate because the same day, the same weekend, we have Captive State coming out, which is one I hadn't really heard of until like this last week or so. But it's kind of been getting some hype because it's a John Goodman. And it takes place like 10 years after an alien invasion where these this alien race has, has sort of 
become the governing force and they're kind of like brainwashing the masses to make them think everything's fine and dandy. We're doing you a huge favor. You're welcome. Just sit back, relax, trust us. And so it's sort of like there's a lot of stars in it. There's a lot of cool marketing. It's from the director of Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which wasn't the best Planet of the Apes, but it's okay. (laughs) I love John Goodman. And I think this just is like right up my alley, right? I love like alien movies. I love dystopian flicks. So I think I'm excited to see this because Tin Cloverfield Lane was really good. And I just want John Goodman to have like a moment. Like, you know, I just feel like people aren't respecting him enough. And I think this could be it. I, I love so. John Goodman and I and I am excited for this movie too. I was like, oh, Shelby's 100% going to pick this as one of the ones she wants to watch because it like is the definition of a Shelby Boyer movie. But yeah, I'm excited about it. John Goodman is great. I think that it this has it's an alien movie but not necessarily one that we have seen in the yeah. recent history where it's kind of like a 1984 like secret rebels trying to figure out how to overthrow this alien right. dictator race. So I'm excited. I gave it a 72%, but I'm hoping that it's better than that. Yeah, I said 75, so <laughs> Pretty, pretty on point. Other than Dumbo, it, we've been pretty close. <laughs> yeah, Dumbo, man, I can't believe that. But yeah, I'm excited for it, and I think it's good to have like an alien movie, one good alien movie a year. And I didn't get it this last year, so I'm, I'm really ready. I'm ready for it, and I want it. So fingers crossed. I feel like there's some multiple contenders for that this year. I'm like looking at the at the list and i feel like there's other good space movies as well that we'll get to in a bit but yeah yeah so next up you have uh hotel mumbai yes which again this is like another genre i love basically i mean this is a true story which i hadn't heard of but i guess there yeah, was me either. a siege of this hotel from this terror gr- terrorist group and so it's about surviving this so it's sort of like you know in the same vein as um hotel rwanda sort of so just like this an idea. argo or like yeah uh, that whatever that 510 and then tebby or whatever that was <laughs> that yeah so i think it stars like dave patel and army hammer and so it sort of is about some of the hotel guests and then you have the hotel staff and they're just trying to outsmart and out survive this attack And so it's been released overseas already and people have enjoyed it. And so I'm really excited for it. It looks good. They just released the trailer this last week. So it's getting some hype now. And um, I'm hoping it'll be good. But a lot of these movies sort of fizzle pretty hard just because, I mean, one, we all know how it ends. Two, if they take too many liberties, people will fault them for that. If they don't make it like that interesting, then people will fault them for that. So it's sort of like hard to predict these ones, but I'm excited to watch it. I think it'll probably be like a 50% <laughs> vehicle. I have given it a 50% as well. Oh! <laughs> See, the difference is we're on the same page. We understand the worth of movies, but I just enjoy different kinds of movies. (laughs) I (laughs) I don't need the. 
I I think would be this is the type of thing that I could really like or I could really hate. But I think the yeah. fact that they're like dumping this in March for me <laughs> signals that this is going to go in the direction that I don't like, and it's going to be like kind yeah. of I don't know, like over dramatic and not as yeah. like thrilling as it could be, but also right. like not have as cool action as it would need to be in order to be an action movie. I feel like this could yeah. be like something that my dad really likes but isn't necessarily <laughs> for me yeah i think they're gonna play it a little more serious and like actiony so i think it will be more hotel rwanda i think they're trying they're hoping it would be an oscar vehicle i don't think they'll make it there but maybe if you are dropping a movie in march and want it to be an oscar <laughs> vehicle it had better be frigging amazing and i feel yeah. like we're not especially if this is already released overseas <laughs> like this this is not getting the buzz over there to push it into a race that's gonna last for a whole year yeah, but that's you know <laughs> good, good luck to that maybe they'll win a makeup award or something I yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, you finally you have one. Yes. So on April fifth, we have Pet Cemetery, which is (laughs) based off of a Stephen King novel. Uh, Mm. This has been made into a movie before, but I think I in since it came out a couple of years ago, basically everybody has bought up everything that Stephen King has ever written, and they're relaunching it. But I think this is the first like solid movie that has come out since it that is a Stephen King that's not like a weird spinoff or TV show or something like this is actually like just an adaption of the book. And I guess this like doctor moves to the country from New York, I think. And their house is next to this weird, like ancient burial ground that these pets are buried in. And so then like the pets come alive and attack (laughs) them. And he also has like a son who's, dies and then like it comes back to life and is demon possessed or something i don't know exactly but for me you haven't read it i haven't read it but it's on my list of things to read and the trailer looks good it looks scary i'm hoping that it has like that it kind of momentum to it because i think it could have that i gave it a 76 percent. yeah i don't i don't have faith in this one as much i um I don't like horror that much, but I always have to read up on synopses and stuff. <laughs> so I'm familiar with the original Pet Cemetery, and I just don't think the story will be as like good. Like it is a very complex story. You have a lot of characters to root for who are just like trying to survive. Whereas this movie really struggles with like it's just one family and it's basically from the dad's perspective and he's making all these choices that have dire consequences. So I really don't think it'll do well. I, I'm putting it at like 41. <laughs> oh, well, we shall see. I know. I, the one, it does look very well done. Like the trailer's really good and the the art direction of it or whatever, the cinematography, whatever uh-huh. it is that gives that vibe. It looks good. And I do like the actor in it. So it could surprise me, but I think it'll be sort of disappointing it the trailer makes it look like it was a well-made sort of like expensive movie which is why i have more faith in it than some of these other fair that i think you know are kind of like chintzy on the fly productions but yeah yeah i don't know we shall see it'll be interesting yeah you're gonna make me watch it i'm sure so (laughs) 
but the week after Pet <laughs> Cemetery, then you have something <laughs> yes! very different coming out. I know. So this is what I'm so excited about. The trailer just dropped this week as well. It's called Little. It comes out April 12th, and it's like a comedy that was thought up by the little girl star from Blackish, Marseille Martin. She's like 12 years old, and she was telling her. She was telling her agent, like, she had all these ideas. She wanted to do all these projects. And her agent was like, why don't you just chill out? And Marseille was like, I'm sorry. No. Fires the agent, gets a new one, pitches this idea. And now it's a movie. And it's starring Issa Rae, this girl, Marseille Martin, and then um, Regina Hall from um, Girls Trip and lots of other movies. They're all great. And it's about this. It's like a reverse 13 going on 30, where this high-powered, like, boss bitch just um wakes up one day and she's like 12 again and so it looks funny it looks really well done i trust the people who are doing it like i think it'll be good (laughs) and if nothing else it'll be fun and funny and fresh so i think it'll be i want it to be like girls trip level of surprise but i feel like it'll be around the 60 65 percent Yep, I have it at 67%. So we're <laughs> we're right on target. I think that this yeah. could be though, this could be the type of thing that ends up being a disaster yeah. and is like a 30-some. <laughs> These gimmicky like comedy movies, they yeah. either go one way or the other. They're either like Freaky Friday where they're like a cult hit and everybody loves it or they're like that weird Amy Schumer thing where she like hit her head <laughs> in the spin class and it's a disaster and everybody hates it. So, yeah. I am I have hope for it, but Yeah. I think it has one just a great cast, a diverse cast first of all. So that feels fresh and it feels new and it feels different. And the c- trailer really has like jokes right like it feels fresh it feels funny it doesn't feel like some of these comedy trailers where they're just like oh here are the biggest laughs like deal with it like oh we just have to pad this trailer so you'll just come to our sad movie so i think it feels more confident and that's why i'm trusting it a little more well also if we look at kind of the things we've talked about already i feel like there's not a like big fun comedy that i can see in the first couple months so people might be hungry for this by the time you get to april and want to watch it also coming out in april (laughs) (laughs) why (laughs) avengers endgame do we need to talk about this it's gonna be huge (laughs) people are gonna go see it i'm gonna have to go see it i'm giving it a 74 percent on rotten tomatoes because i think that people will like the sheer like hugeness (laughs) of it will get it these ratings I wish that it bombed and got like a 12, but I don't think that's going to happen. It's not going to. It's going to be like 85 at the lowest because I think you also have to keep in mind that one, this is the closer to Infinity Wars. So it will will be like, you'll see, I think we're going to see the original like Avengers die or leave. And so I think it'll be a big you know, emotional moment for fans of Marvel, which is a huge base. And so I think the reviews will be positive and like excited that, you know, because there haven't been stakes really, right? Like even now, Infinity Wars ended with half the people dying, but we're already having a trailer for Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Well, dying, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. they're all coming back. Yeah, so I think that's what's exciting is like, whoa, this this feels like a chapter will close. And so... 
I think it'll pay off to have that change in tone where it's a little more serious and like people actually will probably die in the end. And so I think it'll I think it'll do well. Although I was promised deaths in the last one and I didn't get any. So <laughs> Exactly. Who knows? So this is going to be the one that finally follows through. It's the it's the end of an era. Ugh. Disappointing. <laughs> this is a side tangent. And I know we're in a hurry, but did you see the article that said like that Samuel L. Jackson is the most like bankable movie star ever because his movies have made more money than anybody <laughs> else's movies? And I was like, the only reason why he has done that is because he's had like bit roles in like Marvel, six yeah. giant franchises. He was in a bunch of Star Wars movies. He's been in all these Marvel movies. Like, don't tell me that he's bankable. He yeah, just has he's like bankable like, man. When was the last lead movie that he was in that did well? Like, never. But that's beside yeah. the point. Because another movie that I'm also not excited about <laughs> is friggin' Aladdin. If I you ha- if you hated Dumbo, I am oh, really just annoyed about this Aladdin. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, Will Smith is whatever, but otherwise, this movie like has it feels like it has nothing to me, and. I I just have like no interest in seeing it whatsoever. Yeah, they've said they've like added new characters and that doesn't Don't excite care. me. Don't and it's care. like and I'm like, I get that you want to be different, but it's like also, Aladdin is like too much of a classic. I don't know. I don't know why I don't respect their attempt to make this one again. One, because it was pretty racist to begin with, so it's sort of like why like drag this up, you know? And like <laughs> I don't know. So it's like and then too, you have the Robin Williams of it all, where he is the, uh, he is the genie, and so it's sort of like, how do you compete with that, and like, why bother? You don't like Will Smith with his weird braid or whatever he has, <laughs> whatever that haircut that he's got. Yeah, and Will Smith, like, he had his moment, and he keeps trying to come back, and he has actually a few things coming out this year. I just don't really believe in him anymore. I think he's too Will Smith y. You know, it's like he doesn't yeah. disappear into roles. It's like he's just Will Smith, and so yeah. I'm not really sure about this one but i wouldn't be surprised if it did a lot better and i just was the only one who hated it because yeah, I, I have, think a, I have the it still got reviews yeah i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna go with <laughs> spitballing now because i don't want it to be successful because i need these to stop being made i'm gonna say 50 50 yeah i mean both <laughs> of those would not be certified fresh so that's, yeah. <laughs> that's something yeah. a movie exactly. that i am very excited about like i feel like this has a lot of good potential is ad astra which is the brad pitt outer space movie that's coming out this year in may may 24th this i think like had originally been supposed to come out sometime earlier and maybe got like bumped forward which isn't necessarily a good sign but the plot i love a good outer space movie and it's his father left on like a one-way mission to go to neptune to try to find like species that could help save the planet and so then 20 years later brad pitt is like following him to try to like find out what happened to him and where he went and what things that he huh. discovered so i feel like it had and the, and the dad is tommy lee jones who i also really <laughs> like so for me it feels like it has that like like it could be a really good outer space movie but yeah. also have like some more uh, personal connections to it. So I am giving this a 93, <laughs> which I think is way too high, but I am real pumped for it. What was the last movie to get a 93%? 
things get tomatoes. things get in the 90s Th- things yeah. get in the 90s yeah okay you think the tommy lee jones vehicle about okay yeah maybe you what know, are you giving I- <laughs> I put it at like now I'm doubting it. I didn't look into this one that much. I kind of just rolled my eyes at the idea of it. It seems sort of like it's been done before in pieces throughout years, but I put it at forty five percent. So I, I think we'll that's see. I think that's our biggest <laughs> spread so far. <laughs> yeah. Man, I you made me second guess myself though. So you did a good job selling it. So. Okay, well that's good. That's good. I Everybody go see I could this. Be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, if if that was my highest score, I'm giving yeah. the next movie, Godzilla, <laughs> King of the Monsters, a 35. I am not well, excited so, to see this. It's a so weird did you sequel. See, did you like Godzilla? Did you see it? I I think I saw it like on the TV, like while I was oh, on vacation, man. half paying attention to it. Okay, see, okay, so again, this is a movie that's right up my alley. I love monster flicks. I yeah. love Godzilla. The last Godzilla is actually like, and I know I don't have any credibility for people who don't like monster movies, but Godzilla was actually a very well done film, and like the trailer alone is one of the best trailers ever made, but. Aside from that, I am sort of apprehensive about this one because it's very busy. <laughs> yeah, there's like 10 different monsters. It's just a lot, got a lot going on. Yeah. But is it? it's the same team that did the 2014 Godzilla, right? Uh, yes. They also directed Krampus. So, you know, yes, I don't perfect. have a lot of faith. No, but like the ori- the 2014 Godzilla did very well, like critically and um, commercially. Also, Millie Bobby Brown is in this one. Yeah. That's a strike she's, against it. She's trying a little hard. But I think it's going to do, I think it's going to be like a 70%. 70. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. You know. Uh. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I think we're going to do an episode about it. Are we? Because that same week is Rocket Man, <laughs> which I am real excited about. And I feel like that's the movie we should go see. No. Okay. So Rocket Man, Elton John is the producer on it, isn't he? Or he's really involved in the story? Um, I'm not sure how involved he is. This was my takeaway yeah. with this, is that okay. this, I think, is Bohemian Rhapsody, but without mm-hmm. all of the problems that Bohemian Rhapsody has faced. <laughs> And I think yeah. that it like they're not trying to cover up the gay part of this. I mean, I think right. that's like a big part of this story. Elton John was much less crazy. So it's not like they're covering up a weird past that he had. I mean, sort of, right. but whatever. And then also, I think that the music in this movie is going to be really good. And people are going to be as crazy about it as they are with the Queen stuff. Because Elton John also has like a really right. like charismatic oh, yeah. discography. So I am... And and I love Taron Edgerton. This is directed by the same person who did Bohemian Rhapsody, except for minus the part where the rapist Brian Singer was also involved in the project. <laughs> so to me, yeah. this just has like Bohemian Rhapsody up, like upsell from that. And right. that has been nominated for a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm giving this a 78. <laughs> I think this has like mass appeal. And it's a, is this one technically like a musical? Like there's song and dance and it's like, I think the there's more of that. Yes. Plot. Yes. Yeah. I think it'll be like a 64. Okay. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited higher, about but... it. Yeah. But, I think it'll be fun yeah. either way. Yeah. The trailer makes it look fun. I'm like going through this and it's just, I think everything has been one of my picks for the past like 
10. <laughs> and then we have another one, I which know. is Men in <laughs> yeah. Black International. This, I think, yeah. is the movie... The movie that I'm most excited about is coming up, but I'm very excited about this. I love Tessa Thompson. I love Chris Hemsworth. I love Men in Black. This just seems <laughs> to have like everything that I could want in it. It's sort of a mystery. Yeah. It's outer space. It's coming out in June. It's like prime for that fun summer oh, yeah. blockbuster slot. Like I have giving this a 92, which might be a little bit generous, but, but I am all in. I think this, I, this, this for me is speaking like Jumanji. Like that is where I am like coming right. from with the 90s. Like I think this is like yeah. fun. Everybody loves it. New, fresh, sense, yeah. woke enough. You know, I think that's good. Yeah. I think it does look like a lot of fun and it has a great, they have great chemistry, like their energy together in Thor Ragnarok was like why they wanted to do this movie. So I had it at 78, but maybe I'm being too critical. (laughs) I mean, I could see it also getting a 78. 92 is really like best (laughs) of the best. But optimistic. I felt bad giving like everything mm. on this list a 60. You know what I mean? Because I right. felt like that was playing yeah, it safe. Territory. So I needed to like yeah. swing for the fences a little bit. That's fair. That's fair. And this next one, I think, is is really where we're going, where the parting of the ways <laughs> is going to be. Toy Story 4 yeah. comes out yeah. June 21st. I realize that this has had... That one, we really know nothing about the plot. And also it's had some like behind the scenes controversy where like people were fired and there was like delays or whatever. But this is what I have to say about Toy Story 4 is that almost every time Pixar announces that they are going to do a sequel to a movie, people are scoff and say, this is going to be bad. Why is Pixar doing this? And every time with the exception of maybe like cars two and three, I feel like they have nailed it and the movie has been solid at worst and really good at best. I mean, Incredibles 2 was good. I really liked Monsters University. Toy Story 3 was amazing. Finding Dory I thought was really good. So I'm giving this a 94 and I'm saying don't bet against Toy Story. Like that's just, (laughs) that's what I, that's just my whole thought. I have no basis on what the movie is about. I just think like if Pixar is doing Toy Story 4, they have a good idea for it. That is true, except the the uh, having a good idea part because they haven't, you know, like Brad Bird, they haven't been like sitting on this story for 10 years waiting for it. They've been trying to turn this out since Toy Story 3 and the r- original writers have left. The story's been scrapped multiple times. So I really think this might be the first crash and burn. And I, and I think like, again, it's just, I am so... I'm tired of the cash grabs. I'm tired of them like (laughs) trampling on my childhood. It's like, just let things be like they wrapped it up in Toy Story 3. Why are they coming back with some weird sporky story? Like, I don't care. (laughs) It's forky. And so (laughs) forky, the spork. I'm just going to put it at 50. And that is just because I don't want to bet against Pixar. So I think it'll do better than I think it should. (laughs) It's also directed I'm not by looking forward to the it. guy who wrote Inside Out, which I think was one of Pixar's no, like, it's better directed, movies recently. Well, yeah. It, did he write it? Or I thought he... Maybe he just directed the I short... I think he directed that it. ...that followed it. That's right. So... Because he didn't direct Inside Out. He directed well, the no, Inside Out short. He, he directed... He's directing Toy Story 4, but he wrote Inside Out. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, maybe it'll, it'll probably still be good. And honestly, it'll probably still do well critically. But I'm just not 
interested. <laughs> and on a similar note of you hating <laughs> oh, yeah. cash grabs. Yeah, this is me. This is me coming for The Lion King, which comes out July 19th. We've talked about this on our podcast a couple times, I'm sure. I don't think it looks that great. And I'm not excited about it. No matter who voices these dumb characters, I do not need a animated version of an animated film. You know what I mean? So will it do well? Probably. I'm putting it at... Oh, now you have me questioning the Pixar stats. I mean, <laughs> the Disney stats. I'm going to put it at 70. I, th- I, think that's, final. I think that's a safe bet. I have it at 84 just because... That's probably what it'll be. I sort of feel like this isn't... They're putting a lot of money into this. They have a lot of talent behind this. The movie, if they don't change a thing and it's just straight Lion King in live action, (laughs) people will say, why was this necessary? But it will also still be a really good movie. (laughs) And the fact that they like Beyonce is not only in it, but is like Mm. one of the executive producers and is in charge of like reworking (laughs) all of the music and adding new songs and stuff. I am I am very excited about that. So <laughs> crossing my fingers for yeah. Beyonce Oscar. It'll hype probably next do year. great. I know. It'll probably be like the highest rated summer film for sure. Even compared to like the Spider Man and all that, because it does have such a great cast. Everyone's so hyped. The animation, which it is animation, looks great. <laughs> no, it's real lions. So, it's live action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then we go on to a real summer popcorn flick, which is what I'm waiting for. August 2nd, you have Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, which is the spinoff that made Vin Diesel mad. And I am just excited because it's the characters played by The Rock and um, Jason Statham. Stars of The Meg and Skyscraper from last summer. <laughs> yeah. They this, they are the best part of the most recent Fast and Furious movies. The Fate 8 had an amazing sequence with Jason Statham and a baby on an airplane. Amazing, over the top, just so fun, so self-aware, and just so... They're going with it. They're owning it, you know? And I think it just adds freshness to a to a flick that shouldn't be respected in any way and that's why again i am just gonna (laughs) i really hope this one works i hope it really comes through i think it'll get like 78 percent, and that's generous i know but (laughs) i'm hopeful wow that is i'm giving this a 40 and i think that might be high (laughs) this uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, I'm sure it will be schlocky, but and I have not seen any of the fantastic or whatever. The oh heck, man, Fate and the you Furious, whatever the heck it is. But <laughs> but I have I have no excitement for this, and I feel like if we're to, if we're looking for franchises that should have died a long time ago and don't need no, a no, reboot no. with a spinoff, <sighs> it's this one. <laughs> I know. I honestly like. I am being generous because I'm putting that into the universe and I'm hoping it'll like come back. You know, that's yes. what I'm, I yeah. want. It's like I'm a vision board. It. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So do I actually deep down right now, gun to my head, think that it'll be that great to critics? No, but it'll be that great to me. And that's why I'm rooting for uh, it. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Next up is the movie that I am most excited about for this year. 
Coming out August 9th is Ari Aster, who directed Hereditary's follow-up movie called Midsommar. And it's about a couple that goes to Sweden for like a like a weird summer like festival that's out in like the countryside. And then mm-hmm. their like weird camping trip all of a sudden becomes like a violent cult ritual competition. <laughs> like what more could you ask for? Hereditary was so good. This is going to be so terrifying and so fun. <laughs> I am giving this a 97% because <laughs> I just want it to be amazing and I think yeah. it will be. This is like I this mean, is like yeah. highbrow horror which is the genre yeah, that is closest it's very to my trendy heart right now. Yes, it's yeah. like the witch, it's like hereditary. Mm-hmm. This is where I am living. I know, I'm not looking forward to this at all and I probably will hopefully try and avoid it cuz it's just like <laughs> not my scene, but I do think it sounds like it'll be like you said, a highbrow film. So I put it at 85. Yeah, baby. <laughs> we are doing good. Which just carries us into the next movie I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> it, chapter two. Also, m- more middlebrow horror, but like still like no, big yeah. budget horror at least. Yeah. So it's yeah. the sequel to It, the first installment, which came out a couple years ago, two years ago, I think. And that was about the kids. They they like chopped yeah. up the book in half. So they put all of the kids sections in the first movie. And then this section mm-hmm. is all of those kids growing up, coming back to Derry yeah. to face off against Pennywise one final time. I'm excited about this. Jessica Chastain is in it. James McAvoy, mm-hmm. Bill Hader. It's got a good cast. It's all the same people from the first movie, like working on it. So I sort of feel like, how can you really screw this up? I'm giving it an 80. Yeah, I I put it at 85. And I think it will do well. Um, I'm just not... I, it really triggered me and it was very scary for me. And my sister told me, I asked her, I was like, oh, it's not that scary, right? And she's like, no, it's not bad. And I went and I almost walked out. It was like traumatizing. I couldn't walk my dog for weeks after because we had grates in our parking lot. <laughs> and like, I just, I'm not ready to revisit it, but it's happening. So, Hello, Shelby. <laughs> it's me. No, Pennywise. Please, I'll literally hang up. Stop. <laughs> Stop. It's like not good for me. I might have to. I might have to have like someone else do the podcast episode for that one because I don't oh know if God. I can handle it. I'm a baby. I'm a baby. I don't think he's. But, in, I don't think he's in the drains in the second half. He's just pulling yeah, people okay, off bridges, okay. if I remember yeah, yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but moving away okay. from something very scary to something yeah, not scary at all. Happy. I am excited for <laughs> Downton Abbey the I movie. Not believe. I cannot believe you picked this one. I. I, I didn't even know you were a Downton yes. fan. Yes. <laughs> Downton Abbey's great. Lady Mary from Downton Abbey is literally like oh, yeah, that is my great. spirit animal. Like her, like oh yeah. uh, it's so great. I feel like I relate to her so hard about my uh like yeah. where I my relationship with my family and her relationship to the rest of the crawlies. It's like the same exact situation. You so, hate your sisters. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it's not that I hate them. I just know what's best for everybody and I'm trying oh, to right. make those decisions right, right, right. for them and they <laughs> can't listen to them. But but I understand that this is a like TV show to movie movie and probably will not do very well despite my excitement. So I'm giving this a 63, which I think might be generous if you look at like the <laughs> yeah. entourage and Sex in the City movies. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm putting it at 41%. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I wish they'd reset it, but because they're not, right? It's like a follow up to oh, where yeah. the series left off, basically. Which I don't know, like, I wish if everything had wrapped up. Cast. So I don't know what they're, <laughs> yeah. like, what they're going to do with it. But. Like, if they got, like, what's his face back or the youngest sister back, I'd be oh, more yeah, into Sybil. it. Yeah, but once Sybil died, I left. Like, I was not into it. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. So I'm not, I don't have any faith in this one. <laughs> I just, I just am excited to see Maggie Smith and Mary Crawley. That's, that's what I'm that's here for. That's true. That's true. They're good. I, I'm really actually surprised that we haven't ended up talking about more superhero movies so far because there were a lot that were on this list and we just like I know. ended up not picking them as something we were excited about or not excited about. But yeah, a movie that I think is really primed to crash and burn is October 4th <laughs> Joker with yeah. Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker. This is a DC movie. They have not had a good track record of turning out anything good. I don't understand why you're trying to take on such an iconic character like Keith Ledger did it so well and I feel like when um friggin what's his name the weird guy from Suicide Squad (laughs) what is his name oh yeah Jared Leto when he tried to do it it was like a hot mess I feel like this is gonna be an equally hot mess it's directed by the director of the hangover movies which again does not like stir up (laughs) in me any reason to believe that it's going to do well I'm giving it a 30 no listen you have to stop counting people out just because of their past i mean look at jordan <laughs> peele he directed like keanu you know what i mean like Ugh. i think if anything can surprise us on this list i think it could be the joker i think i'm putting it at 83 what <laughs> no i wasn't into it until i saw like the the behind the, weird the scenes poster stuff, like thing? the leaked stuff I'm just like more intrigued. I'm interested in the time period, the fact that it's like his origin story, that it's not a Batman vehicle, it's a Joker vehicle. I think the like that's really trendy right now. I think it could pay off and Joaquin Phoenix is having a renaissance and I I trust him. I <laughs> so do I'm not. betting on it. I think it could be good. <laughs> uh, okay. Whatever you say. It's yeah. we- it's a weird placement though for I guess it's sort of in that like venom slot that they're going for of like early yeah. fall where there's not really anything else in the superhero yeah, I marketplace. I think they're just but... testing the water for like a serious push, you know, it's like mm, like end of year, what are you hyped for? It's Joker, you know. <laughs> are we? I I think that's very unlikely, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll go with we'll it. See. <laughs> Uh, this will probably surprise people that I'm not excited about this movie, which <sighs> seems on paper to be a like <laughs> slam dunk for the Matthew Huff <laughs> book. The Goldfinch, they're doing an adaption of that, which yeah. is a Donna Tartt novel. I love Donna Tartt, but I hated this book. And <laughs> for me, this book, it was bad because it was so boring and it follow it basically follows a boy who's in a bombing of like the Met Art Museum and he steals a painting kind of as like everybody's scrambling out of the museum in the aftermath of the bomb going off. And then him sort of like living with this guilt and trying to figure out what to do with the painting as he grows up and becomes an adult. Ansel Elgort is starring as the main character and I'm really <laughs> like Ugh, about that. I yeah. am giving this a 78% just because I think like it's so much it's it's directed by the director of Brooklyn and Sarah Paulson's in it and Jeffrey Wright and, and Nicole Kidman like it seems like it's gonna be like yeah. this year's 
like one of the big Oscar contenders, but I am just like not, I think it's going to be boring and long and I am not into it. Yeah, I think it is. It seems like maybe they don't have great faith in it either because it is a little early for an Oscar film. And it does sound really (laughs) boring to me. There's a reason I never picked up the book. But I would say I'd see it settling in at like a 68. Yeah, I think I think that's probably fair as well. I feel like if it's if it's Oscar contention, it's going to be like close to 80. And if it's not, it's going to be like closer to 50. The the yeah. I, it's in that like, I guess it's sort of in the stars born first man slot where it's like it could be early and die or it could be yeah. like a front runner for a while. So I don't know. We'll we shall see about that. But you have another Oscar contender yeah, here. This is one that's so thirsty for awards already. It's October eighteenth. <laughs> a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh my gosh. I cannot describe how uninterested I am in this movie. It's um Tom Hanks which as Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Mr. Rogers biopic. Cause that's all Tom Hanks does now is just play dress up and be these little famous dudes. And I just don't like him in it. I don't think he's, I think just like Will Smith, he's kind of lost his spark and he's just now Tom Hanks as, and it just doesn't work for me. Like I just don't buy it. And I think this one is one that's just going to be like, watch the documentary, you know, like, this is just boring. Like, how are you going to make this man's life interesting? Like, it's just, it's just not like, it's just, he has a very sweet life. And it's just like, it does not sound fun to watch Tom Hanks, like go around smiling at kids and being like, Oh, like, I just don't need it. I think this struggles from the same thing where like the, uh, RBG documentary came out this summer and everyone was like, yeah. this is great. This is a story that we didn't necessarily know about. And then the movie came out this winter and people were like, oh, we don't really need to go see that. We already saw the documentary. And I think the right. same thing is going to happen with this. And I am giving it a 69, which I feel like is a fine score. I think it'll be a decent movie. Like, I don't think there'll be anything bad in it. I do. Mm-hmm. I loved Tom Hanks in Captain Phillips, and I, which we have talked about before, <laughs> liked saving Mr. Banks with Tom <laughs> Hanks, but I didn't like Sully yeah. or Bridge of Spies, so I could take this one or leave it. What what score are you giving it? Yeah, I'm putting it at 80 because I don't have faith in <laughs> in humanity in our, in our critical system because it's just like I think it will just get. Everyone loves Mr. Rogers. Everyone loves Tom Hanks. His movies always do well. And I'm just the one who's on outs with him. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we're into the end of November, which is prime yes. Oscar season here. This is when I'm getting excited. I have one coming out that's there's not a lot known about it yet. Um, it's called Queen and Slim. And it comes out November 27th. So it's like very much thirsty for the Oscar attention. Um, It's about a first date between a black couple that goes horribly wrong when they're pulled over by a cop and then kill him in self-defense and decide to go on the run. And I just think the premise sounds so interesting and it has this great cast behind it. um, And it has the writer and director have been involved in HBO's Insecure, which is a show I love. And so I'm sort of excited to see it happen. And I think it'll be, it's one of, it's a feature directing debut for the, this female director. 
And so I'm excited. I think it'll be good and I want it to be good. And I, I'm giving it 90% because I'm speaking it into <laughs> Speaking it into existence. No, I have this as an yeah. 85. Daniel Kaluuya's in it. Yeah. It feels like it could be a... Like, he's such a great actor that it feels like it could yeah. be a fun movie that people... Well, maybe not fun is the right term, but like an exciting movie that people want to go see, right. but also has really great acting in it. And it's coming out around mm-hmm. that time where people... Where they're putting big box office draws. Uh, so, yeah, yes. I'm, I am excited about it. I am much less excited about your next movie or maybe more excited depending on how you (laughs) look at it (laughs) well the next one is one i'm not excited for which is december 20th i'll have to finally face my freaking fears and watch cats which i just do not want to i like really don't i don't want to admit it's a thing that's happening i don't want to ever acknowledge it existing but it has a release date and that is unfortunately this year and it stars Idris Elba, who I love, and Taylor Swift, who I love, but it's a movie that I just cannot believe is happening. And I don't know how it will do well. Like, I just don't, I don't know how. I really don't. But it's like an end of year release. And so I was sort of like doubting, like, are they just counting on this to be like the greatest showman, like Christmas family special? Like, but it's Cats and no one likes Cats the musical. And so I'm sort of like, oh, is it going to crash and burn? Is it going to be an audience favorite, but a critical misfire? So I'm putting it at 45. Yeah. I mean, it's from the director of Les Mis. So I think that they're, it's at the end yeah. of the year, not because they're going for Greatest Showman, but because they're going for like Les Mis or Into the Woods, <laughs> like this big, uh, you know, ensemble drama <laughs> musical. Because Cats is kind of serious, yeah. isn't it? It's like sort of dour. Yeah, it is. The thing that's really dragging this down for me is friggin' James Corden. I hate James Corden. <laughs> oh, so yeah, much. that's right. He's Ugh. in it too. <laughs> And so it's I'm just, giving this a 45, a but like, mess. ugh, yeah, not yeah. excited, not excited one bit. I just, I know it can't be good, but next up to cleanse our palates, we have Little Women, which Aww. there's been a lot of remakes of Little Women because it finally hit the like, oh, freebie, anyone can make yes. this happen now, Mark. And I love like the, um, uh, what's her name? Um, I have no idea. Oh, no. Who's in the original? Not the original, but um, oh, Winona Ryder and and no, (laughs) no, and um, Christian Bale. I love that Little Women. It's perfect in every way. I revisit it often. So I was sort of apprehensive when I heard this until it was revealed. It's Greta Gerwig who's coming off of Lady Bird. It's starring Saoirse Ronan, Timothy Chalamet, and I am super stoked. Laura Dern plays the mom. Meryl Streep plays the grandma. And um, it has the girl from Sharp Objects. So I think it's just like such a powerful cast. And I loved Lady Bird so much that I'm like really rooting for Greta Gerwig that I think this could work. And it seems like She's really staying true to the story, but has all these fresh faces. Oh, and it has Emma Watson, one of your favorites. Yeah. So you should be stoked too. And I'm really hoping it pulls through with like an 85%. 
I'm giving it an 83. So we're right on the same page. Oh, okay. I yeah. had the vast unfortunate of having both my high school and middle school do Little Women <laughs> the year that I was on the yearbook and uh, like school newspaper committee. So I had to go see it <laughs> several times and it was horrendous and like three hours long. So Little Women for me is soured a bit but i like greta i loved lady bird really this is such a great cast like if you had to dream cast this movie you could not do it Mm -hmm. better so yeah so i'm giving it an 85 i'm excited it's exciting as much as i can be for little women (laughs) yeah now we've gotten into the territory of movies that are sort of floating with uh release dates to be decided yeah i think these are all movies that are like coming out in these yeah like winter spring film festivals. festivals yeah yeah and so ideally they'll get picked up by distributors and if they are like Oscary type movies they would come out in fall but a lot of times these also sort of get like dumped midsummer yeah. if they're not great. And my <laughs> yeah. pick is Honey Boy which is the Shia LaBeouf movie where Shia LaBeouf wrote the script about his relationship <laughs> with his father and Shia LaBeouf is playing Shia's father and Lucas Hedges nice. is playing Shia. And really, I I like Shia LaBeouf. I love Lucas Hedges. I think he's phenomenal. And this movie just has enough like weirdness going on with it that I'm excited to see it. But I think that it will not do well, and I'm giving it a 59%. <laughs> oh, no faith, really? You don't think this is Shia's moment? Do you think that Shia writing about Shia is going to be Shia's <laughs> moment? I don't. <laughs> yeah i'm excited for it but i i'd go with you i'd say i guess i'd say 45 percent. but we could be surprised like he's been really introspective the last few years doing some art projects and so maybe <laughs> i loved um <laughs> borg versus McEnroe, which he was in earlier this year like a really weird oh, like little tiny tennis movie but he was really good in that yeah. so who knows maybe he'll pull it out yeah um, I have a couple I'm excited for. Late Night is starring Emma Thompson as a late night host who realizes her entire writing staff is men. And so she has to like hire a female writer for optics. And it's Mindy Kaling who also wrote the script. So it's sort of like quirky enough that I think it could maybe pull through. But also I feel like the comedies are the things that sort of die in festivals like they don't really get the they're too indie to really get like mainstream attention (laughs) but Emma Thompson I adore and I think a lot of people do so I could see it pulling through but I'd still put it at like 67 yeah I'm giving it a 63 I think it could have like the big sick upside because I think that was like a yeah. a kind of a smaller festival comedy yeah. that then broke through in a big way. But I think it, this could also be one of those movies that's like funny but not that funny and sort of just ends up right. like dying just somewhere. Fizzles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which um, brings us next to to our next one: extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Which you'd never heard of, but I've been waiting for this movie because it's the Zac Efron Ted Bundy vehicle where (laughs) he plays the serial killer. But it's from the perspective of his of Ted Bundy's um, long term girlfriend, who's played by Lily Collins. And so I think it's about sort of the earlier years. Um, So it'll be interesting to see 
how it plays off. And I'm very torn because I love Zac Efron and I like am very, I think he's a very attractive person. So it's sort of weird to like see him play Ted Bundy and realize, yes, I would get into a car with him, you know, like if he pulled up to me in a parking lot, like I'd be all in, you know, what if he was in Pennywise makeup? (laughs) Stop. No more Pennywise references until it, but I think it could be good just because it's been hyped, especially in Zac Efron circles, I guess, is maybe where I've seen the most hype. So I'm putting it at 75. Wow. Wow. That is generous. <laughs> I think this I reeks of famous person who's not known for acting, desperately wants to be taken seriously, and so takes a very large swing at a role that they cannot handle from both Zac Efron and Lily Collins. This is like... Lily Collins, yeah. I mean, this is like when that guy from... uh, whatever that other Disney Channel show did the Jeffrey Dahmer movie like a couple of years ago. This is like, but that movie was good, was it? And that movie was. This is I, I feel enjoyed like, it. This is like for me the thing that came most readily to mind was Anne Hathaway in Havoc, that like straight to VHS <laughs> terrible movie. So no. I'm giving this a twelve percent. I think it oh is my going gosh. to be ridiculed by critics. Uh, it might be, but only because Lily Collins is dragging it down oh yeah like i think there's interest in like the serial killer biopics and stuff like my friend Dahmer did really well i think it has like 85 percent on rotten tomatoes and i think there's like a thirst to like get into the psyches of these people and not only them but like they're people who were surrounding him and didn't know what they were like i think it could work okay (laughs) okay whatever you say (laughs) <laughs> and that one we'll still doesn't see, have a release date. So this could also be one of those ones that's like two years well, from now still Sundance. isn't out. Right, it's yeah. It's premiering at Sundance. But sometimes so people don't want to we'll buy the movie at Sundance, <laughs> you know, because it's not great. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's, you know, that's the good news is there's a little bit of everything for someone this year. It's 2019. There's a wide variety of flicks to see and check out and decide on. So. <laughs> so those are the ones that we were most and least excited about. But now we're going to do a quick lightning round of a bunch of other <laughs> big buzzy movies where we're just going to say, like, what are Rotten Tomatoes? score is of the film um so are you ready shelby for this okay yeah okay so first up we have cold pursuit the (laughs) liam neeson is a snowplow driver i'm giving it 63 oh wow i put it at 34 but i hope you're right because i'm really (laughs) excited about it and then the lego movie too i'm putting it at 65 i put it at 83 oh wow okay okay happy death day to you I loved the first one. I'm worried that the second one is going to be really bad. I have it at 45. Oh, I have it at 60. Oh, okay. Well, close. Uh, Shazam, the like kid who can turn into a superhero when he wants to. I, for some reason, am giving this an 80%. I don't know why. Oh, wow. I put it at 67, but... I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little higher. I think that's probably closer to what it'll end up being. I don't know how I was that <laughs> generous in my rankings. 
<laughs> Pokemon Detective Pikachu, I put it at 84. I have it at 88. That Pikachu's just too cute to oh, like wow. get a lower score. He's you know? cute. He is cute. Yeah. Uh, John Wick 3, Parabellum. I <laughs> love the first two movies. I'm giving it a 70, but it definitely won't get that high. <laughs> yeah, I put it at 58. Oh, okay. And then we have Brightburn, um, which is the uh, Superman if he was evil and the parents start to realize it when he's a kid, um, which I think might be actually pretty fun. So I'm putting it at 67. I'm giving us 48 because it feels like Elizabeth Banks in a <laughs> superhero movie that's also a horror movie. It's just like too much going on. <laughs> Dark Phoenix, the new X-Men movie that has been pushed back about 17 times. I'm giving it a 54. <laughs> yeah, I put it at 48, but I just don't care. Yeah. Um, Flarsky, which I'm trying to remember. This is the um, What's-His-Face I have <laughs> no idea what this movie is about. Dang it! It's <laughs> I'm going to give it a 50% it's, um, sight unseen. It's... <laughs> It's the Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Oh, never mind. Forty percent. Forty percent. A female candidate, but it's been getting some hype. So I'm going to put it at sixty. Okay, uh, the new Spider-Man sequel, <laughs> where he goes to Europe. Yeah, I'm. I give it a seven. I'm putting it at eighty. Eighty. Yeah. Okay. Stuber no. is no. Um... <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> This is the dumbest title for a movie ever. It's about a guy named Stu driving an Uber, and the best they can come <laughs> yeah. up with was Stuber. Yeah. I'm giving this 22. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I had it at 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's so bad. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio movie about the Manson murders. I have it at 75. I have it at 54. I think Quentin Tarantino's on the outs. He could be. He, uh, so, I mean, he is. He's real creepy. <laughs> Dora the Explorer, the movie no one asked for. I have it at 21. And I have it at 72. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be sweet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> Just you wait. It's in the Christopher Robin slot, I swear. (laughs) Everything is. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Artemis Fowl. I have this at 38. I have it at 70 just because I love this book so much and I really hope they don't (laughs) screw it up. Okay. Uh, The Kitchen, which is the Tiffany Haddish, Melissa McCarthy, Elizabeth Moss are like mob wives in 70s New York. I'm giving this a 64. Yeah, I put it at 70. I think I think it might surprise us. It could. It could. What about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Oh. <laughs> okay. I have it this at 38. I have it at 55. So not a lot of hope for that one <laughs> at all. Yeah. Frozen 2, I put it at 75 because it'll work. I also put it to. at 75. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what this one is. Knives Out, I think, is the like murder mystery with a bunch of people that I like. Uh, I'm going to give it an 80. It's like a whodunit, yes? <laughs> I just I just put it at 50. Just I didn't know. I didn't have any feelings on it. <laughs> I think you were the person who put this on that. the list, Shelby. I'm sorry. I don't remember. 
it's a lot of movies because then we have Jumanji 2, which the first one did well. I'm putting this one at 64. I'm giving it a 45 because I think they can't recapture the magic. (laughs) And last but not least, Star Wars Episode 9. I'm giving this 74%. Oh, wow. I put it at 90 Oh, you think it'll be that good? How much? How have the Star Wars been? I guess I should have checked. I just feel like all the Star Wars do well. I mean, <laughs> well, the last uh, Star Wars episode eight, I think I really liked, but people hated. And then Solo, people <laughs> really hated, even though I liked it. So I feel like this yeah, one's but, coming in with like bad, uh, bad juju. And the fact that they the had a plot line. But the public scores versus the critic scores, you know. <laughs> is that what we're talking about? Public scores this whole time? No, we're doing Rotten Tomatoes oh, with yeah. critics, and Rotten Tomatoes loved the Star Wars 7, 8, I and guess the that's Love Nine. So. Okay. Well, there so we I'm go. I'm going to be right on this one. <laughs> Those are all of your big movies coming out <laughs> this all of them. year, yeah. which is a yeah. lot. We will refer back to these scores, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. You'll keep them up. And when I'm like, oh, I hated this movie, you'll be like, well, you gave it a 90% on yeah. your first episode. <laughs> You said you were going to like this, Shelby, and you didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was a lot. It was a lot. That was a, a lot. lot to visit. A, a lot, lot to of think movies. about. <laughs> I mean, we're probably going to end up seeing most of those. So just think about that oh, yeah. right now. That's like 50 some movies that we're going to see. <laughs> Like and that and that's yeah. and that's like you know not even with all of the stuff that's gonna like creep yeah, up and all the indie be things more stuff. And, and probably most of the Oscar contenders are not in that list for next year. So yeah, it's uh I know it's a big undertaking what we do here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. We're doing all the hard work for you guys. Ugh. Speaking of hard work, I have been catching up on some of the movies that have slipped through the cracks this year. And my yeah. Love It, which is a movie that I think that you would be obsessed with if you haven't seen it already, <laughs> is Support the Girls. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah, I did. I do. I, I enjoyed it. Regina Hall is great. Yes, it's so good. Regina Hall is the manager of what's basically like a Hooters. It's called Double Whammies mm-hmm. in the movie. <laughs> and she is just like trying to keep her own life together and is trying to help all of these girls that she's managing at the bar and just try to keep everything held together. It's basically all taken place in one day like from the opening of the restaurant through kind of like the close at the end and i am a big fan of like rural people movies or just like middle class people movies <laughs> because i feel like they don't get the enough attention and they're not usually done accurately if they're if there are like like lower middle class people in movies they're often portrayed as like stupid or idiots or rednecks and just like this is so there's so much humanity in this movie and I think they portray mm-hmm. this group of people so well and so accurately. Like I felt like these were people that I knew growing up or that, that I was friends with. And I just like really could not get enough of this. It's really funny. It's really heartwarming at the end. It's, it's really like, I think uplifting and, mm-hmm. and I just uh, would encourage everyone to see it. I think it's available on Hulu. So you can go check yeah. it out. No, it's a good one. And it's just like, it just speaks to how weird this Oscar race is because there's a lot of great directing and acting and scripts being looked over for weird <laughs> pictures like Bohemian Rhapsody. But I have a more <laughs> lowbrow love it. Um, I just binge watched You on Netflix, which is actually a Lifetime series that they just released on Netflix again. And it is Pin Bagley. He plays. It's based on a novel, which I actually read 
um, once. It's a crazy novel. It's all from the point of view of this stalker who becomes obsessed with this girl and starts to try and figure out he stalks her to find a way to date her and then they date and then it turns out he's a crazy murderous dude and she has no idea. And so it's sort of an interesting and it's a lot better, more well done than I thought a Lifetime show would be. But it was written by a bunch of women, directed by a bunch of women. And it is actually a really interesting look at like the most toxic of toxic masculinity and like dating in today's world and like social media and all this stuff. And it is also a very fun, sort of campy, sexy show that you're kind of like torn. And sort of the criticism is you're sort of rooting for the guys sometimes. But then you're sort of like, wait, this is gross. This is weird. He's not a good guy. Like, it is a very interesting show that I wish more people would watch just so I could talk about it with them. And I'm having my little sister watch it because she's single and in the dating scene. And I'm like, <laughs> you put your stuff on private and close all your blinds and lock your doors <laughs> and <laughs> use passwords. So it's been, it was fun to watch. And I think um, they have a second season because there's another book. So it's getting a lot of hype and it's sort of been mostly good reviews and uh so i think it's good i think it's worth checking out if you need something to entertain yourself or scare you a little bit and it takes place in new york so uh, i always love a good new york it. tv show no we had for whatever reason the publisher of that book sent us sent our office like a bazillion yes. copies and so <laughs> we have so it. many like just floating around the <laughs> office now oh no we got them originally yeah. when you were there but then we got like uh-huh. the like movie tie-in version <laughs> this past oh, nice. summer so yeah, maybe i'll it pick it up <laughs> yeah but it was fun and Pin Bagley is actually pretty good in it. The cast is pretty good for for the material. So yeah, sometimes Lifetime pulls it out. You know, always unexpected for them. <laughs> yeah. They're just with the yeah with the uh, exactly. what's his face remix to ignition. Yeah, the R. Kelly documentary, and this, and you have you. They just have a lock <laughs> on creepy men. That's their new brand yeah, now. Exactly, exciting stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks for sticking with us, guys. This was a little bit of a longer (laughs) episode, but we had so many movies to cover. Let us know what you're excited about, what you're not excited about, what you think on our takes, if you think we're way off on some of these movies or not. (laughs) Uh, You can follow us on social media. You can leave us reviews. Otherwise, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.